0: I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason. And the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've Maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up, it's Sean Leon? Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to the Come Up Show. Get inspired.
1: She was named in the top 15 Toronto rappers you should know in 2019. But we go way back. I had her via Mighty several years ago on the Come Up Show radio show in London, Ontario. She was going to school at Fanshawe College in London. And, yo, I still... The reason I bring this story up and why it's so memorable to me, when I had her come through on the Come Up Show radio show that I was doing at Western, uh, it was so memorable. She performed live, live on air. She had a guitar and did an acoustic set. And I remember after her performance and after she was done... There, I got a caller, somebody called up and said, yo, I've been driving around the city, I'm parked in my driveway right now, and I've been trying to get out of my car, but I couldn't, I've been in my car for 30 minutes listening to Hawaii Mighty perform and her interview, and my mind is blown, and I'll never forget that caller, man, because that doesn't happen often, and the reason why is because Hawaii Mighty was raised in a musical household, she's from Brampton, Ontario, representing B-Town, Havai started singing at the age of 4, rapping at 11, and producing at 15. Uh, she's also well known for being one of three MCs who make up the group, the sorority. In 2018, Havai's track, Vominos appeared on HBO's hit series, Insecure. If you haven't seen Hawaii Mighty live show, let me just tell you this. When she opened up for Maestro Fresh West, the Canadian godfather, uh, in London for the Junos Fest, she opened up for Maestro, Right. Maestro legitimately said when he was seeing her perform that he was nervous that she gave him the jitters and that she made him step his game up. It's not a word of a lie. There's actual footage of this. I'm going to link it in the podcast description. So it was a pleasure catching up with Havaya Muddy, talking about her career thus far. An important part here, too, for anybody who's listening, an artist especially, the importance of having the time to find out who she is. As an artist, Haviah Mighty and the Come
0: Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. My name is Haviah Mighty. Sherman North by the hillside, Urban Force from the sixth side, burning smoke from a bridge side, serving. Big lines, bridging out to the west coast, perfect palace my backwards. Curtains gone, she a rap book. Certain bars leave mash up. The remedy of Benny Melody. Identify that I'm a genuine rarity. I'm rapping Queen Street and Kennedy. no bars all I ever sent. Go cars, I wanna get in them. So hard a worth I never send. Coach Carter, I'm a better ken. Know that I'm flying fast like kamikaze. My throat that throttle. Garner the Maserati. I bang my song for Muhammad Ali. Stand tall yet small like Mahatma Gandhi and shit. I got regold in both of my tits. You wanna smoke in both of my splits.
1: Welcome to the come-up show.
0: <laughs> What's up? <laughs>
1: Uh, how's the Juno's experience been for you? We're in London, Ontario. Juno's Awards 2019.
0: What, and uh, it's almost wrapping up. Today's the last day. Tell me the, about your experience so far. Honestly, uh, the experience so far has been dope. I came up on the Friday. I had a show during the day for Fanshawe Live. Um, and then uh, that evening performed at Rum Runners, opening for Maestro Fresh West. That's crazy look to begin with, um, to be sharing a stage with a legend. You know i already caught like got caught a vibe with him at the sound check that my energy was already in such a good place from the first show that i had done me and my dj were on a high and then you know sound check for that was great and then the show that evening just crazy crazy show crazy energy and then seeing Michael fresh west a legend perform was just so crazy and to see you know the energy he was able to hold as well and the way that he delivers his his content just so passionate and we built a rapport and that was amazing um vibing that evening uh to the dj set it was sick and then saturday performing at the well, team
1: maestro said when he came out he's performing he said Any- anybody see Havaya? she inspired me yeah and he was like got he got energy from you that yeah
0: like and like yeah like i think w- one of the most beautiful things is 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 sometimes um there's disparity between like the legends and the OGs and the new kids that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And I never want the OGs to think that I don't respect what they do, you know. And especially for me, I may not know, you know, all of the words to your songs or your full repertoire, or your full catalog, especially cuz I didn't grow up initially on hip hop as a young female with parents that are trying to protect me. I, I was born in 1992. Yeah. Um you can figure out the age, but that's the that's the era of NWA and fuck the yeah. police and shit. So you know, I was more on that Whitney Houston, Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but um, I, 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 I always want to learn and I always want to grow. And so, you know, I, 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 just had that mindset. And and sometimes you you even here on the radio with American artists, you there's a disparity between those young cats and the, the older cats. And 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 there was none of that. It was so much love. It was so much you're amazing. No, you're amazing. And it, the, the 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 I'm learning from a legend and I'm learning from the youth. And it was like you know, you just, I, you don't have an expectation that a legend will necessarily have that energy because of things you hear, things you see. Um, and because really they don't need to, they're the one that's built this whole thing and are recognized for the thing that they built. And you see people in the audience, you know, let us back, will slide. They know it all. Like they grew up on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're acknowledging me? and and the fact that i inspired you tonight and it's crazy like maestro we spoke so many times that night went back and forth he gave me a copy of his record that i'm gonna bump tomorrow on the drive back and i saw him this morning at rx uh with master t he was there this morning and we we built even a little bit more of a rapport we talked about his record again we talked about how that that show he said that show was my highlight of the whole that show with us with you my highlight that's what he told me today this morning and that Coming from someone like him, and it's not even just that he's a legend. It's that he performs like a legend. He performs with a passion and an energy that I really try to channel as an artist. I really try to have that level of confidence. Not knowing what I'm channeling and adhering to is a standard that he himself has set. He himself has set that, and I'm not even necessarily recognizing that. And I told him, I want to work with you, and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. But more than that, I want to learn and grow from you. I want to sit down and just talk to you i'm serious i just want to talk to you they say the 33 percent rule you should hang out with people that you know you can mentor people you can show stuff people that are that's you know one third then the other third is people that are on your level your, your peers people that are doing what you're doing and then that other one is you know people that can mentor you people that can assist you and give you that and that one third I'm trying to fill with people like him mm. who like there's very few people in the world that can give me the real world experience that somebody like maestro could give because most people are not rappers that are successful and have done what he's done that are successful in in this industry in the Canadian industry. yeah how, how can anybody else give me the insight that he could give me there's very few people that you know Socrates, Jellystone, there's a few legends, but there's not so many options out here, you know, and then I can run into, and then that would be interested in my music. It's just, you know what I mean? There's so many things There's to so it. many layers, and to be able to have yeah. the ability to connect with him in that way this weekend, and I'm gonna see him at the red carpet, I'm sure. Um, he, it, The energy was just so dope, and it, it, again, I use this word a lot, but the things that have been happening to me in the past year is just all validations, because you know, i 've been doing music for a minute and I've been putting it out for a minute and the validations were not always there um and it's beautiful to see that they're they're coming to fruition you know it's, it's it's building and it's it's becoming a thing that I think I'll be doing for the rest of my life so
1: yeah coming to fruition um yeah we, we go way back and I believe you've been making music for now at least 10 years now like to since 2009 and we're 2019 yes yes like that, yes right?
0: I've been actively releasing yeah. and I mean I've released music I'm even shaving a few years, you know, because like I remember putting out a project called the inauguration of Miss MSZ, Grimy. G-R-I was an exclamation mark, M-E was a three, and then Y, the inauguration of Miss Grimy, I was 14 years old, and then it, 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 we didn't do hashtags, but it was supposed to be like what a hashtag is now, and it was like 14 years youngin'. And I had, and I printed the artwork and I glued it to the CD. So the CD don't work no more because the glue seeped into the fucking sensor. But like, that was like my technically my first project. So I'm omitting that. Yeah. (laughs) But I, cause like, I mean, what is a release? I was just on a CD and I didn't, you know, but I was actively releasing music that, you know, you could that's on my band camp since, you know, grade 12. But like, even before that, I've been at this and I'm five projects deep, but really feels like I'm about to drop my first project ever, you know?
1: Yeah, when you look back at, the, all, at all this time of this year, say at least 10 years or whatever, around that time, mm-hmm. uh, and you're where you're at right now, you're at the Junos and you're smashing it, and, 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 and you say you feel like you're about to release your brand new album or your first debut album. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you make of looking back on the journey, the 10 years and then where you're at today?
0: Everybody's trajectory to, to doing music is different. Um, some people, it happens, you know, s- overnight, as they say, or it happens quickly, or, you know, they realize later in life that music is for them, and it just happens, and, you know, my path has just been uh, a slow build, uh, and I think that I'm happy with the way that it's happening for me, because I get to put out music that's really me. I mean, I feel like even if this was me three years ago, I wouldn't be ready for what's happening right now. I would not. I, I didn't. Even like fashion wise, like I've fallen into like my style in the last two, three years. I've fallen into my sound I'm still falling into my sound to be to be clear but I just know so much more about myself um, and the person that I'm showcasing is the person I want everyone to see and I'm grateful that, like all of those years for me was like a building and a learning process. And I know a lot of artists that get into this because they want to do music. And then some producer gives them a really nice beat and some songwriter writes the first half of their song and some engineer that they never heard of mixes it to the standard that they think is good enough. And the artist doesn't have too much say in what that final product sounds like. Um, And some of my uh, previous work may sound like that. A lot of it sounds very like DIY because resource wise I didn't have much. But what that, 10 years or whatever, plus of, of doing all that shit did for me was allow me to like really find those things myself and not through resources that were being thrown at me. And now, now I've come to a place where I've been able to align myself with an amazing management team, a great booking agent team, my, my actual team, like my family, my rocks and, 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 With what it is I learned about myself, I'm able to truly put what I want out there with the help of the right people because I'm a firm believer that you can't employ somebody to help you with something if you don't know what you want. And so for me, being able to do all of the things I'm able to do, learning how to mix and master to a standard that is not my standard, tells me who to employ to match the standard that I want. I'm not just hiring somebody because they have a name because what if their name is mixing punk music and when they mix the rap music, the 808s don't sit right. Can you mix my genre? What do I want it to sound like? I can mix it to this standard. Can we get my mix to sound like, which sounds like five out of 10, to a 10 out of 10? You see what I'm attempting to do here, but you see certain frequencies are distorted or certain frequencies are, are, there's not enough room. How can we embellish? And if you can speak in the lingo, the frequencies are clashing at 105. You know what I mean? Then I can direct somebody who's better at what I want them to do, better at what I kind of know about. I can employ the right person to collaborate with. And I believe a collaboration, too, is about, you know, the best of whatever world you're you're, you're meshing together, you're blending together. So if I'm just like, hey, you seem like a cool person. I want to get you to do this thing. How would I know that I'm getting the right person to do the thing if I don't know what the thing is? Like and so I think understanding the vision that's what the 10 12 15 years of doing this um, allowed me to do is to really understand the vision that I want to put out there and if you put it out too early it's compromised you can't reverse what people see about you
1: Mm. if they
0: see you in a certain light that's who you are period and if some people saw who I was five years ago I don't think that i would want them to see that
1: you're kind of you're you're, kind of lucky too like where the social media was it was still around five years ago obviously but it wasn't as like it is today
0: no like when it comes out yo it's just it is what i see yeah and like i mean social media was 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 it was still much more up than like you know maybe even for yourself yeah um because i I mean i was still on like twitter and stuff like that um and i'm sure like you know stupid kid like tweeting my day you know like an idiot but you know I still, I just, I I, I I, got the opportunity to really find myself, I think. And I'm happier not rich yet. <laughs> it would be great if yeah. one day this music thing can financially support all my whimsical dreams. But yeah. I would, I'm happier to be uh, recognized for what I want people to know I do and, and for the messages I want people to receive. I mean, there are messages that I'm just realizing I want to talk about. And I would much prefer it this way than this fast paced amazing but non-sustainable thing because I don't really know what the foundation is and now I know exactly what the foundation is and I I have the resources to support it and it's just I think the time is now you know the time is now <laughs> yeah the time is now and uh, Excalibur at the Juno Gala performed this is yeah. my night or you know that song it's like that it feels like that for me. This is my time. Like, it's my time. And I really feel like that. And even like when people, like, I did an interview earlier today and they asked about my live show and the energy I bring and how to, you know, co- confidence and telling the crowd to come to the front and how they actually come to the front. And it's like, yeah, because there was a time when I wasn't confidently feeling like they should come to the front because I didn't even like the song that much. Now, <laughs> yo, I say it like, yo, are you, can, are you are you dumb? Yeah, <laughs> are you stupid? Are you dumb? Because what, <laughs> what I'm about to do I can, com- I can confidently direct the crowd because I'm so confident in whatever they're about to receive. And even one year ago, two years ago, like my live show has probably grown the most of all things. Uh, I think I always had decent energy or whatever, but I feel like, I mean, my, my project's not out yet, so I can't speak on that. But for the past two years where I dropped a sorority record and no solo record, it's been my energy as the driver of people talking about me. Because mm-hmm. there's no project. What people talk about me... When they when they talk about me and what they're excited for has always been like the shows I was doing because that's all I was doing, in the you know I was performing Flower City in 2017 2018 performing with the sorority, you know when I had the one single Vominos that was on Insecure and then other than that it was just like why else would you need to talk about why I didn't I wasn't releasing anything or announcing that I was releasing anything, so outside of the sorority like what was the excitement and it was always yo I saw you at this thing and yo your energy was just great it's always the energy now and it's like damn like it's not even thing it's not even a thing i put on it's not even a thing i put on i just get on the stage and that's what manifests that's what transcends even like it was crazy i feel like it started started with flower city in 2017 cuz i remember i put that project out to one up the cipher the dean backpack cipher that yeah, i had done yeah. with the well with the now sorority which at yeah. the time was not the sorority that i think Transition my mindset of oh, this is like a hobby to look. Yo, this is a career. There's a million views now There's two million views they recognized me from my store I was being recognized around my city That was the transition point of yo, how do I look at this as a career and not just making music and I started thinking I want I want my and I was like I'm gonna put a project out because this is just a video and a video doesn't live forever And I can't let this get old so I have to give something new the moment this gets old you have to have something new So flower city was the this is the new that was the goal and what is the new gonna do for you and I set. Goals and I've hit every one of them and I always tell the story because this I think goal-setting is the biggest thing When people ask what do you tell the artist? Goal-setting is the biggest thing I put Flower City out as a as a challenge for myself. It's the most cohesive record. I put out like by myself with no team Right, and it's I flower city to me is still dope because it showed me what I was able to do alone And that was important if you want people to believe in you and work with you you got to show what you can do so I put this project together with the goal to hopefully get Canadian industry involved At this point, I'm like, the fans, there's some fandom. There's some people that like me. There was a lot of, you know, a million views transcends a lot of messages and a lot of people trying to connect with you and people Mm. want to do videos with you and all that stuff. And all of that stuff happened, and I think it was the validation, right? The self-belief. I can do this. Once I got that, I started setting those goals. And the goals I set was I want a manager. And, And the goal I set was also I don't want to, like, I only want to seek the things I have to seek, the other things I want to come to me. And I know that you don't seek a manager. You don't go and ask someone to manage you because yeah. they, you you now don't have the leverage. And you don't know if the person is doing it because they believe in it. And that's a big part of, I think, that thing. You want, you want someone to believe in. You want them to be interested. If you just go to someone and you ask them to invest, it's kind of like, well, hmm. what do I get out of it? I feel like that's what they're going to think. Well, you're approaching me on something. What do I get out of it? So my goal was, how do I get... People like that are managers to get interested in me. And that was a goal. And how do I get people that like book people for shows? Because I don't know how to book my own shows. And I get all these random shows that I'm not booking, but they're random. How do I make this a consistency? And I want that booking agent to come to me. And then how do I get a grant for this project? And that I must get myself. I must apply for on my own. And after all that said and done, how do I get recognized by these award ceremonies? Those are the four goals I set. And the award ceremony I had in my head, I didn't even know about Polaris at the time and all that. It was obviously the Junos. And it's crazy, I put Flower City out March 10th of 2017, but I had the release party March 9th. And there was a booking agent that came to that event. And by the 10th, by the day it was dropped, he was like, You're unreal. And like, I was trying to get in with this booking agent through a coworker of mine that just knew him on a friend level for months, sent him the private link to my album, all that, nothing. She's aye, she's aye, she's aye. But when he saw me live, when he saw me live, he was like, I, I gotta say, I think I'm going to be signing you, and seven, eight months later, and it takes some time, he became my booking agent. Mike Graham from APA used to be with UTA, UTA closed. I'm thinking, oh, now I'm not gonna have a booking agent, and it just manifested. I'm with APA with Mike Graham and Ball Deep, and then Mike Graham was like, hey, there's this lady, she, she works with a tribe called Red, her name is Christina, She's I just really love, I'm i gonna invite her to your CMW show, well, no expectations, I just wanna see if she likes you. She became my manager about eight months later, you know what I mean? Not to mention, and I forgot to mention this, but I ac- acquired an artist development grant from Factor 4 Flower City before I dropped it. So three of my goals, three of the four goals, I hit within within under a year of that record coming out. And then that fourth goal that I set, the Juno thing, came through the Juno Masterclass. Once I my manager, the very first thing that, and she, it's crazy, it's crazy, because those, th- those, those three things happened, the grant happened, booking agent, then the manager, and the manager thing happened authentically. It was more like a rapport, we talking, then, you know, a few months in, she's like, I want you to know I'm interested in what you're doing. And I'm offering to apply for the Juno Masterclass for you because I'm a, a Karis delegate, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And she applied for me, and I did not get it. And a year later, because I, she was not my manager at that time, she was just someone interested to, offer, to help me. Mm-hmm. In the After that, we became, you know what I mean, started building. And a year later, once again, apply for the Juno Masterclass, and here we go one of the applicants out of out of 130 i'm one of the three top 10 down to one of the three and now i'm at the juno master class i have that grant under my belt i have a booking agent i have a manager i now have the juno master class and then after leaving the juno master class i got the jsr grant like or even it might have been before that getting another grant and it's it just the, the the setting of the goals the building of the career the 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 time the the patience the the focus the you know what I mean? I feel like now I'm so em- empowered because I know what I want to talk about. I know what I want to look like when I'm doing it. I know what I want the music to sound like as I'm saying those things. I know when the bass is supposed to hit. I know when it's not. And I'm lucky enough to also have collaborated with some great producers and even the co-executive producer of my album, Tim from A Tribe Called Red or Tool Man, you know, is the co-executive producer of the album. And he did a lot of you know, production on the album and just you know, opinions and mindset. But one of the biggest things he did was push me to produce more push me to mix and master more, push me to, well, not master, but push me to mix things in more, push me to, to to embellish more. So I'm out here sampling myself vocally, chopping it up, you know what I mean? And really making this me. My sound is interesting because, you know, I and this is my opinion, but my sound is interesting because of the, the wide variety of genres I'm blending together and the way that it's coming out and the fact that I sing and I rap and I have a very particular style for both. And I just... You know, I don't I'm, I don't think I'm an incredible, you know, Beyonce singing vocalist, but I had singing lessons for seven years, so I know what the fuck I'm doing, and I know what I want it to sound like. I know where the harmonies make sense. I know when the distortion is better. I know when to pitch myself down. I know when to pitch it up. I know how to creatively use my voice. I know, and even with singing le- singing lessons, it doesn't necessarily translate. My breath control live comes from my, my singing lessons. Hmm. You know, that comes from learning to truly breathe you know when to take a breath so you don't sound like an idiot when you're doing a verse and you take the breath in the middle of like a word it just doesn't sound appealing so you take all that creativity and you blend it into this really cohesive nice sounding aesthetically pleasing product and i'm big on that like yeah rapping is important but the product also has to be polished and yeah i just think all that comes from like I'm rambling, but just like that tra- that trajectory, you know what I'm saying, and all those things I've done in ten- goal setting,
1: getting clear with your vision, yeah. and then when, when you see that progress happening, you're like, wow, this is it, it. It really works. We've heard that all the time: set goals, set goals, set goals. Yeah. But it really works, and it's a beautiful thing. And Hawaii, I guess, because uh, we got to wrap up soon, is um, uh, you I see all the progress today, but I want to I want you to take me to a moment in time where where things weren't as positive you're like yo should i continue to do this music thing what's going on like you know when you
0: first met me i mean luckily i never I, whenever i had those feelings of like should i still do this music thing it was very like few and far between it was like you know a moment but like i just always just did it like i don't know like i just always did it i never ever really thought i wouldn't do it i just never i just don't know that i ever knew that it would be a like you know a, a possibly sustainable career like Without something else backing it up, so I always had a backup plan. Like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer, or I'm going to do this. I always had that backup plan in my mind. Um, but I-, I say, when you met me, when you met me, it was my most confusing point because here I am, a musician, you know, from the Toronto area, GTA, and I make music. And then I come to school in London, Ontario, and rap isn't a rap isn't music to some of these people. Like, you got to have a live instrument, and you have to be able to play. So then remember, I don't know if you remember, I started playing guitar. I started doing the loop pedal thing, which I'm glad I did. And I love all genres of music and I like playing instruments. Um, but like my, my, I started changing my sound to, to accommodate an audience that is not mine um, and trying to talk about things that they would understand. At, people in London, they coming from small towns, you know, these are white white kids coming from small towns. They don't we don't have the same experience. I can't speak to your experience. My goal is not to familiarize myself with you. It's for you to listen to what the fuck I have to say. And so I think the the, the, the point where, you know, I was doing the least of what I'm doing now was when I was in school and trying to, f- like, fulfill a market that isn't mine and trying to talk about experiences to you know make other people feel comfortable. And I mean, I never was fully doing. Even if you listen to the music, the things I was saying, it was still. You know pretty much a I mighty but I, I I mean I know deep down I had these uh, it was difficult because I was always wondering like how to truly tap in and I was f- always focused on you know how to please a market that is not my market it's not my market um, so I was most I was most confused then, in like 2012 2013 mm-hmm. um, because I was learning so much you know learning about making music styles of music that isn't you know hip-hop is not my genre at all you know peers surrounded by people for two years who don't really understand hip-hop who don't appreciate it who have very negative things to say about it and so you know me as as myself I'm still trying to channel it but I'm trying to channel it in a way where these people who are my peers can respect it so maybe I'm compromising it somewhat for the wrong people and for the wrong reasons and I'd say you know that you know it was just a confusing a, a confusing time for me um you know to really you know I was trying to find a balance of like you know, loving my blackness, but like accommodating the whiteness that I was surrounded by.
1: Mm. And which is like the perfect point of it. In and wo- in women color.
0: <laughs> yeah. Perfect
1: uh, segue, right? Yes. That track and video is out right now. Very powerful video. Yeah. What are you talking about in that video? In
0: that song, um, in women color, uh, produced by myself and Obuxum. Shout outs if you know her, she's a crazy producer, uh, and, and also a DJ. And uh, me, me and her, we worked on the production on that track. Um, but we, t- I talked I talk to her about like what I wanted to kind of channel. And you know, just working with a woman, you know, I, I was like, we were just talking in the studio about what it's like to be a female in the industry and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of how, you know, the theme manifested. But it's not specific to being in the industry. It's about being a musician. Um, it's about being, sorry, a woman who is a colored woman. And I'm really just speaking from my experience. Like, if you, like if you listen to the first few words, if I was taller, you would run for me, huh? If I wasn't balling, I couldn't be your cup of tea, huh? I mean, what if I wasn't somebody, huh? Since rapping makes you so uncomfortable, huh? You'd never actually fuck with me, huh? It's like if I wasn't a rapper, if I wasn't somebody on a stage and I could say like, I'm this, th- if I was just a regular black girl, and I am a regular black girl, but if I'm just like to these people, if I'm just a regular black girl and I'm not doing this thing that like, you know, then mm-hmm. if I go through life, I'm too I'm too exorbitant, I'm too big, I'm too large, I'm too loud. The only reason it seems to work is because of the career path I've chosen. What if I was, a lawyer like I wanted to be at some point. What if I, you know, then I'd be too much for these people. I'd be too much. If I was if I was six foot one and this exact same person, I'd be too much. There's certain things that make it acceptable and accommodating. And that's what a woman color is about. I am that underdog experience. I am the thing that stood out that is now... Triumphant because of the things that have made me stand out and that standout was hard that standout was bullying that standout was pain That standout was hardship and you know for me because it's the underdog experience I'm talking about my own But I wanted to transcend in a way of your differences as is your triumph and you have to hold that and Recognize as somebody that stands out that that is your that is your special power that's your superpower. Tap into that. Because you not being like everybody else is what's gonna make you stand out. Mm-hmm. And then women color is that for me. Me being a black woman that raps, that raps the way that I do. And I know that the way that I rap and being a woman is the conflict. That's the well, she raps, but she's a girl, but she raps like I hear it all the time. You rap like a dude. What the fuck does that mean? I rap like a dude. What does that mean? But I know what it means because I live in society and I I see the fucked up constructs. I use it to my advantage. Okay. I'm going to wrap circles around you dudes. <laughs> I'm going to wrap circles because since I rap like a dude, and since that's what makes me stand out, then I'm going to channel it. And when I go to a show, there's an expectation of what the live show will be like. So when I exceed, the, you exceed the expectation just because you're a woman. Like me. I go to a show, and people come up to me as strangers. No offense, but like as a woman, like, I just didn't know you was going to come like that. So what? Does that mean that every male guy, like the rappers you see in the audience, you just assume they're going to be great? No. <laughs> Not you, but like yeah. there's a higher expectation for the male yeah, yeah, rapper yeah, 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 yeah. when you go to a show. For sure. And I'm often, often the only female, so I'ma go and I'ma fuck it up. That's what I plan to do every time. And it's not to I'm not I'm in competition with everybody, but really I'm in competition with myself. I'm not in competition with no dude. I don't have any level. You you'll notice I talk about you know, I talk about things that I'm that I'm that I'm experiencing, but I never really try to take the the construct of yo fuck dudes. I never do like I love everybody and I love working with men. I work with a lot of men in this industry. I love working with women as well. I love to try to keep that balance because women women need to be recognized more. But this is not a like a man versus woman thing and I hope I hope when you listen to it you don't get you don't get that vibe because that's not what the message is. Mm. You know what I mean? That's never been what it was. But if society feels like as a female, I'm not going to be able to live up to what dudes are doing. Oh, trust and believe. I know that you feel that way. And I'm gonna fuck you up when you come to my show. I'm gonna fuck up that negative construct because you didn't know you were that ignorant. And when you leave I want you to know that you were and then maybe you'll change it. Maybe you'll talk to your family member like, yo, I know this this rapper, you know, one day it won't be this female rapper. It'll be just this rapper. But right now there's work to do. It's still being done and I'm happy to participate and contribute to the conversation that is, you know, women can rap. We rap. We do this. Um, for the not every female but for the ones that are doing it they're doing it and you know I'd love to shift that 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 perception that you know we're, we do it but you know it's just you know like we, we talk about these things and you know it's this category of separation I'm just I'm tired of that you know I'm tired of that and so like when I when you come to my show uh if I'm wowing you it's you know if a part of it is because like you you weren't sure a woman could do this. What's the bigger picture of you realizing now that that, that they can, like that's what I'm reaching for. Mm. Hawaii, yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> for the future. Anything else that you want to say
1: to the people out there?
0: Um. Honestly, I'm just I'm just so excited to to be here. I'm so I'm so humbled and validated and happy and reinforced in in the things I've chosen to do with my life and. You know, in women color, please check that single out. Um, I just dropped that recently, um, and I have a single coming next week. It's called Waves, featuring Sean Leon. Mm, oh my god! Ooh. Yeah, I love, I love, I love what Sean does. He's so creative. I love what he's up to, and um, that song is produced by me and Young Dreads, who produced all the Flower City. Shout out Young Dreads. And Tool Man from A Trap Called Red. That's three of us. And that's a song I produced like two and a half years ago that went through some hands and we built it and we just flipped it. It was like sampling and then resampling and then resampling our own sounds until we got this cinematic, beautiful, bar heavy track that touches on, you know, touches on, you know, your y- y- this is what we're talking about. I know I'm the shit, you know, I know I went through this mental health, this. But at the end of the day, I'm the shit. You must think I'm fly, right? That's coming out next Friday. Shh. And then after that, another single. And then after that, another single. And then after that, this album. And I just, I hope that people are ready for the amount of music. I took a, a break for two years so that y'all could chill. <laughs> and I did the sorority and we're still, I'm still doing the sorority. But 2019, uh, I hope you guys are ready. I'm, I'm bringing a lot of Sovai Mighty and I, I, I hope you guys are excited as I am. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Avadi. I can't wait. Thank you. For the future. Yes. Appreciate
0: it. Yes, sir.
1: All I- right. Thank you for tuning in for my interview with Avadi Mighty. As I said, we're on a summer schedule. The next two are going to be really special. Stay tuned, Come Up Show podcast. Hit me up at The Come Up Show on Twitter and follow TheComeUpShow.com. Peace.